Welcome, 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 everybody, to the show. It is Friday. What is it? It is Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. This it's Friday the seventeenth of February, two thousand and seventeen. All right. All right. We've been having a bunch of technical difficulties today. Let me explain real quick. Over here in Los Angeles, California, we're having monsoons. We've been having rain, uh, not just days, but weeks, to the point where we have uh, dams that are now uh, (laughs) ready to break and spill um, water. Well, I guess it would be flood water um, to the masses. So, internet has been going in and out. Cable, in and out. It's been crazy. It's monsooning. I was talking to one of my liberal douchebag friends. I said, hey, bro, this whole global warming thing, and he knows where I'm going with it. I go, this whole global warming thing, you do realize, okay, you, you do realize that it's very, very, very arrogant of us to think we are going to ruin the earth with some aerosol cans, with some Humvees. With fracking, you do realize that the earth and the creator of the earth, rather you believe in God, rather you believe in whatever, corrects itself. Now, I'm not the first person to say that, but remember, out here in California, We've been having a drought to the point where about six months ago, there was talk of, let's put it this way, flushing toilets, like when they're full of pee and poo, um, showers, there were talk of limiting when you could flush your pee and poo. Limiting when you could take a shower. I I kid you not. It was a state of panic throughout California about six months ago. Maybe a little longer. I got a kid now, so hours and days, (laughs) weeks bleed into each other. But literally, okay, a state of panic. Drought. It's going to be like the desert. We're going to die. It's, oh my God. I mean, every day you heard stories that you just couldn't believe you were hearing. 
limiting when you could drive your car, limiting, uh, you know, <laughs> like I said, how many showers you could take. And then all of a sudden, Mother Nature corrected herself. Mother Nature, in the past few months, has been giving us not just a little rain, but to the point where now people are going, oh, man, we got to have this, this, this rain stop. We got flooding. We got people dying. We got mudslides. We got dams that are breaking. All right, we've already corrected the drought. The, the drought's like, I think they said it's 80% fixed now. We are officially out of the realm of, well, you might not be able to flush the toilet every other day. I mean, just, just insanity to the point where now we have too much water. We, the American people, okay, we are not going to destroy the planet, all right? The notion that we, okay, are one day going to do something, and all of a sudden, the planet breaks. Just, just, just breaks. Oh, what happened? We broke the planet. <laughs> well, the planet. I understand. I'm not talking about unnecessarily destroying the planet, so to speak. Okay? I'm not saying let's go out of our way to do things to harm the planet. I'm not saying let's, you know, pollute water, pollute air, but there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance between this far left, this extreme left, and the right. There has to be a balance. And right now, our policies are controlled by the extreme left. So, today, the internet's been in and out. Maybe we'll get lost with the show today. Who knows? Cable just came back in the green room uh, 25 minutes ago. Internet, in and out, in and out, in and out. Our feed kept getting lost to the, the satellite. Boom, it would lost. Boom, in and boom. So, I don't know. <sighs> But yeah, my friend said, oh, stop, stop. I don't want to hear about the creator and earth and global warming and the polar ice caps. I said, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. The mass hysteria that's going on. It could all be exactly what just happened in California. Mass hysteria. And then all of a sudden, in a span of six months, that mass hysteria was all washed away. Now everybody's going, oh, God, we got too much water, too much rain. And we haven't even 
got into the um, global warring scientists that said they cooked the books. We, we haven't even gotten to that. And the media hasn't even talked about it. But it's out there. Monday, Tuesday, we'll talk about it. Listen, it's, it's hard to talk about those things when you have so much other stuff going on on a daily basis. You know, before the, the, the Trump phenomenon, it was like, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, uh, let's talk about the budget. <laughs> let's talk about... Now it's, it's, it's just a constant flow of information, ideas, concepts, drama. And you put together show notes, you get show prep together, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we can't talk about this, we got to talk about that. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Then you go to talk about that tomorrow, and then it seems old. Because something has evolved off of what you're supposed to talk about the other day, but it got pumped and bumped and nudged and moved. So today, I wake up. Now remember, I'm over on the West Coast. So we're kind of behind time. <laughs> so that I call, when I got to go to the East Coast, I go, oh, we're like time traveling. And vice versa. So... When I wake up, for us here, at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, the day's just beginning. Not too much sound outside, traffic, at least locally, hasn't started to get congested. Sure, on the 101, the 405, it's a lunacy, but in the burbs so to speak. It's not crazy yet. I live in Glendale. We operate out of Glendale in Burbank. So our city starts to kind of pop at about 10, 11. But 8, 9 o'clock our time, all hell's already broken loose. (laughs) You know? East Coast, you got noon, 1 o'clock. Hell's already broken loose. Sometimes if we're working late, I'll catch the hell because I won't go to bed until, I don't know, four or five. So the hell's just starting. But that's far and few between because I need sleep at least four or five hours. But with the kid now, there's been some nights where it's 315 3.30, then I'm watching the East Coast morning shows. So I get up today, and Twitter's going nuts. And what I mean by Twitter's going nuts, the usual suspects are going nuts. Chuck Todd, Hack Tapper, Joe Scarborough. I'm like, what are they going crazy about? And I go, ah. Wait a minute. <laughs> let let me look at my Trump feed. And I go, oh, I see. <laughs> I see. So Trump says 
the fake news media failing New York Times, NBC News, ABC, CBS, CNN is not my enemy. It is the enemy of the American people. I went, so this is what they're going crazy about? Now, remember, yesterday, Chuck Todd is already unhinged. Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd is already unhinged. Remember yesterday, after Trump's press conference, Chuck Todd said, this not laughing matter. I'm sorry. Delegitimizing the press is un-American. Now, yesterday we did two hours on uh, delegitimizing the press. The same press, the same people. Chris Cuomo comparing being called fake news to calling a black person the N-word. Don Lemon, drunk, getting piercings, and (laughs) Anderson Cooper talking about gay anal sex with Andy Cohen on Bravo, you know, delegitimizing the media, Trump is. And the list goes on and on and on. Dana Bash dancing with Wolf Blitzer. When Hillary Clinton got the nomination at the Democrats' convention, Gloria Borsch telling John Podesta in an email, you're a TV star. Yeah. Yeah. Delegitimizing the press, Trump is. Al Sharpton, where do you want to begin? (laughs) Where do you want to begin? Brian Williams, lying Brian Williams, talking about almost being shot down in a helicopter, floating dead bodies in the street. Yeah. Delegitimizing the press. Lawrence O'Donnell, the Hollywood scriptwriter. So Chuck Todd just was distraught. Now you got to remember something. Why the media is distraught? Because they used to control the game. I mean, they still control the game. But now they're getting pushback. They're getting pushback to the point where they're actually feeling it. They never felt it before. But they're actually feeling it now. They're feeling that pushback. And it's starting to affect their bottom line. And to watch them operate as if they haven't been exposed is very comical. And it kills them. Because they have to operate pretending that they don't know or unaware that they've been exposed. 
kind of like being in a group of people and you fart and everybody looks at you, they know it's you, and you pretend it wasn't you, but you know, they know that it was you. And you kind of keep up the ruse like, man, who did that? And you have that feeling inside like, oh, man, I, God, I can't believe I got to uh, still be here. They all know I, I crap my pants and I got to pretend that I didn't. Or you cheat on your wife. Or your girlfriend cheats on you, vice versa. And they know you get caught, but you have to act like you didn't get caught. That's what's going on with the media. So they know there's all these stories out there of them being in cahoots with the Democrats. They know it, but they pretend that it's not out there. So when they talk about un-American to attack the press, or as Joe Scarborough said, because he was just unhinged, like unhinged. I mean, he's always unhinged as it pertains to Trump. But Scarborough said, only a fake president would declare the First Amendment to be the enemy of the American people. First Amendment. And and we've heard this before. When Trump attacks Jim Acosta or Trump uh, attacks Don Lemon, all of a sudden it's Trump attacking the First Amendment. How does that happen? How do people like Chris Cuomo and Hack Tapper, Gloria Borsch, Joe Scarborough, how do they get clumped in to the First Amendment? I even saw Essie Cup. And I hate Essie Cup. Like, I despise her. But she did a tweet. Oh, the First Amendment. The fr- what are you talking about? Balls on these people. To put themselves in the blanket of the First Amendment. And then say, when Trump attacks the media, he's attacking the First Amendment. No, he's not. He's attacking you, Chuck Todd. You're a shill. Your wife runs a strategic firm for Democrats. If you're a Democrat, if you're a, a, a whatever, a local Democrat, you're you know a, a politician, you want to be uh, in the state legislature, you want to be a senator, you want to be a congress, whatever. You can hire Chuck Todd's wife to, like, run publicity for you. She was involved in Jim Webb's 
political campaign. Last time I checked, Jim Webb was a Democrat. Hack Tapper's wife worked for Planned Parenthood. Last time I checked, that's a huge liberal cause. Farouk Zakaria. Time I checked. During the eight years of the Obama administration, he was at the White House something like a hundred times discussing policy, giving Obama reach arounds. Who the hell knows? Van Jones? Van Jones was part of the Obama administration before they fired him. Van Jones's wife is, is, well, I mean, Jimmy Carter was not exactly a genius, but Van Jones's wife's dad is the, the dumber of the brothers, Billy. This is the media that Trump's talking about. Joe Scarborough. Mika Brzezinski. Mika Brzezinski. That's the media. Those are the people that Trump is talking about. How the hell can these people literally wrap themselves in this blanket of free speech and the First Amendment, freedom of press? How? They're a bunch of political hacks who have an agenda, who are nothing more than an arm of the Democrat Party. That's what they are. That's what they are. And they're all outraged. They're all I, literally, they're they're all outraged. Oh my God, what Trump is doing! It's an attack on the on, on free press. This is an attack on our the First Amendment. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's an attack on Hack Tapper and his wife. Who works for, who work for Planned Parenthood? It's it's an attack on these people. Here, I'll, I'll give you another one. That, that's why I said it's like these people know this stuff is out there, but they act like it's not because if they don't report on it, then the low information voter doesn't know about it, and as long as they keep saying. We are ethical. We are just doing our job. We here at the New York Times are just doing our job to bring you, the American people, the truth. No, they're not. They're not. They're Democrat hacks. That's what they are. Trying to push an agenda. That's what the media does. Liberals, Democrats control the media. So they push an agenda. So, yes, 
They are the enemy of the American people. Because when you're sitting there watching TV or you're reading the newspaper or you're playing with your kid in the yard, you have your own ideas. You have your own opinions from right and wrong, from social issues, environmental issues, and ultimately, you want to be able to make up your own mind Based on unbiased information. Now when the liberals, Democrats, progressives, the media, Hollywood. When they put out a message. And they slip a message in to the newspaper, to your commercials. Uh, to your uh, uh, entertainment, you know, rather it's uh, late night uh, TV, uh, your movies, your food. They're pushing their agenda. Rather it's openly like smack in your face or subconsciously. But nowadays, you can't watch a effing commercial without some social message. So you're not able to make up your own mind. You're not able to evolve over time. Instead, you're inundated. So ultimately... If you're against that message, if you're against that policy, if you're against that, uh, you know, morality, over time, the media will convince you that, A, you're wrong, so you need to think and change your position, or... If you still put up a fight and you still have resistance, they will convince you that if you voice that resistance, you will be shamed. You will be ostracized. You, you'll be fired from your job. You'll be boycotted. Either way, they win. That's the media. The media. So when CNN does a story about refugees, when they do a story about not wanting Syrian refugees, okay, and this this battle, are, are we going to take the Syrian refugees? Are we, are, are we, are we not, are we going to take Somalian refugees? What do we, so how do they present the story? Present the story of the Syrian refugees that are 24 year old men, 26 year old men. They don't present 
the story of the Somalian refugees, like the ones that stab people at malls. No. They present the story of the Somalian refugees or the Syrian refugees as teeny tiny little babies or 16 and 17 year old girls that were brutally raped day in and day out by ISIS members. And that's the story of refugees, rather it's Somali or Syrian. So in turn, the information you're getting from the media is there is no bad refugees, there are no bad Somalians, there are no bad Syrians, and when you hear people talk about terrorists, when you hear people talk about the evil, they're all full of crap. Because we, the media, we, CNN, are showing you the truth. Because, hey, we're the press. We're doing our job for you to bring you the truth. And the truth is, Somalian refugees and Syrian refugees are nothing but little kids and women who were gang-raped by ISIS. And that's not the truth. That is 100% not the truth. That's dishonest. And if somebody was doing that to you, would they be your friend? If you had somebody that was close to you that was presenting pictures, presenting a situation that was completely opposite, okay, and you later found out that they basically had been uh, painting this picture of something that is not true, would you consider them a friend? Would you consider them an enemy? Would you consider them somebody that is trying to do something that could possibly hurt you? Of course you would. So when Trump says the New York Times, NBC News, ABC, CBS, CNN is not my enemy, hell, they're the enemy of the American people. That is true. It's factually true. Now, of course, if you're on the left, okay, if you're, if, if you're a bleeding heart liberal, a bleeding heart progressive, a Democrat, then you're outraged. But if you're not someone on the left, you look at this and say 100%. Now, Again, rather it's Chuck Todd's wife, Jake Tapper's wife. Todd used to work for Democrats back in the day. Tom Harkin, Chris Matthews, George Stephanopoulos, part of the Clinton administration. And these are people that run aspects of ABC News, NBC. I mean, meet the press. Chuck Todd, 
NBC News. When Trump says NBC News, that's Chuck Todd, that's Lion Brian, that's Rachel Maddow, Lawrence O'Donnell. Those aren't straight shooters. People that are unbiased. Get the guy, you come on. There's story after story after story out there that connects them to Democrats and the Democrat machine. But as long as ABC and CBS and CNN and NBC don't report on it, low-information voters don't know it exists. What do they say if the tree falls in the woods and no one's around to, 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 to see it or hear it? Then did it really happen? I mean, the Daily Caller, and I love the Daily Caller, they have a great article, and I tweeted this out today. And it's not the first article of this kind. This is just a new article. But the Daily Caller's got an article talking about a function, a, a party, okay? It was at the Ronald Reagan Building in downtown Washington. The 2016 International Center for Journalists Awards Dinner. CNN's Wolf Blitzer was the MC. CNN's president, Jeff Zucker, was also in attendance. CNN president there. You have CNN Wolf Blitzer being the MC the host, and Carmen Aristegui, and I know I'm saying her last name wrong, A-R-I-S-T-E-G-U-I, okay, who actually has a show on CNN Espanol. Now remember what Jeff Zucker said a few weeks ago. Now, maybe it's a month. But when someone asked him in this uh, interview about the whole adversarial tone with Trump, and, and Zucker basically said at the end of the day, Trump will lose because CNN shapes the opinions To millions and millions and millions and millions of people worldwide. Because CNN is the only news, American-wise, that's available in Mexico, the Philippines, Saudi Arabia, Qatar. He lists all these places that CNN is at. And he says, we, we shape how people in these countries see Trump. So I wouldn't advise him 
to keep this tone up. I mean, it was a threat. So here you got this woman who has a show, like a Jake Tapper-style show on CNN Espanol. And they're on stage at this uh, journalist's awards dinner, putting her fingers over her lip, you know, uh, imitating the whole uh, Hitler mustache, and compares Trump to Hitler. So here's a CNN employee at an event emceed by Wolf Blitzer. In the audience, CNN President Jeff Zucker. And she's comparing Trump to Hitler. And here's Trump saying, the fake news media, failing New York Times, NBC News, ABC News, CBS, CNN, is not the enemy. It is the enemy of the American people. And there's outrage. There's out. CNN. CNN is the enemy of the American people. Now, if you're on the left, then they're not the enemy. Because they're your propaganda arm. So let's say to half the American people, these networks are are the enemy. Because if you're not a Democrat, okay, if you're not a Democrat, a woman from CNN Espanol being introduced to the stage by Wolf Blitzer, who then goes into a whole Trump is Hitler, they're the enemy. And she says, the triumph of Donald Trump has left us shaken. We are still in a state of shock. Trump has unleashed the worst hatred and has given force to racism and xenophobia. Again, this is, this is a CNN Reporter slash journalist with CNN Espanol. Now, if you're going to go, well, Rob, there's a difference. There's a difference between people that have their own shows and people that are just reporting on the news. Uh, Yeah. Maybe 20 or 30 years ago, but not anymore. Not anymore. What do you say, Carl Bernstein? Do you say Carl Bernstein's a straight reporter? If there's something good about Trump, he'll report it. Carl Bernstein, whose son is telling people Melania Trump is a hooker. 30 years ago, yes. 30 years ago, you had some separation. 
There's no separation now. Who on CNN is straight news? Who on CNN is straight news? Tell me. Who on CNN is straight news? Who in the New York Times is straight news? Who, who, who just gives you the facts? Who at the Daily Beast is straight news? Who at Vox is straight news? Who? Who is a Walter Cronkite of today? None. None. And if you're the president, if you preside over a news agency, don't you think there should be separation? Don't you think there should be, okay, this is our straight news. And this is our opinion stuff. So this woman, reporter slash journalist from CNN, Espanol, goes on. He has opened the door to the worst demons. That is why the world is so frightened and why we must use the tools of democracy and human rights to face the time that is approaching. Sadly, the Mexican government does not have the strength to stand up to his enormous challenge from someone who has called us rapists, swindlers, and criminals. And at the end of this whole just rant about Trump. She thanked her friends and colleagues at CNN. This is supposed to be a journalist. This is supposed to be a reporter. This is somebody that's part of CNN. The very same people that Trump said is the enemy of the American people. And individuals like Joe Scarborough are are distraught. He's distraught. This is, uh, again, this is incredible. uh, Let me get the quote. Only a fake president would declare the First Amendment to be the enemy of the American people. First Amendment. If you're a reporter, if you're a journalist, if you're working for a news agency, you're supposed to be giving news. I don't know how many times we've talked about this on this show. If you want to be an opinion show, if you want to be an opinion writer, if you want to be all about partisan hackery, at least say it. And let's have some separation. And I use the example all the time. Sean Hannity says, I am a conservative. I'm not here to give you news. I'm here to give you my opinion. 
Roush Limbu says the same thing. I have an opinion. My goal is to convert the masses. I am a conservative. You'll never hear Hack Tapper say that. You'll never hear Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. You'll, ne- you'll never hear them Wolf Blitzer. You'll never hear them say that. The only person that has come out and said words similar to Hannity, and I'll give him, I mean her credit, is Rachel Maddow. I have heard her on more than one occasion, not a lot, but I've heard her on more than one occasion say she's a liberal. She's a progressive. That is what her show is all about. There is no I'm news. I'm right down the line. I'm the only one the only one a newspaper is exactly what it's supposed to be news paper You're not supposed to have a newspaper filled up with opinions, stories full of a bunch of an anonymous sources, no-name individuals from different agencies. They'll say have a news paper. Now, if you want to have an opinion paper, they call it an opinion paper. But you see, that's the thing with all of these people. If they actually separated what they have, if they actually said, hey, uh, in my left hand is just news. It's just stock market, uh, you know, uh, murder statistics, rape, uh, <laughs> thievery. And in this hand is opinions. And the opinions are progressive liberal opinions or conservative right-wing extreme Opinions. They all know, and I'm even saying it on the right, that ultimately people won't get sucked in to going, oh, I'm going to listen to the news. Oh, wow, that was interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All while they're being 
blasted with propaganda by that side trying to convert that person. Of course, this is mainly on the left. Because the right really doesn't possess and control much. Fox News at, you know, X amount of programs. Okay. Wall Street Journal. Okay. But if you look at the left, CNN, ABC, NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then go to entertainment. Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, uh, Bill Maher, uh, uh, Seth Meyers, uh, every award show, every, uh, I, I mean, just, you name it. You can't watch a, a, an award show or any type of broadcast without having some Hollywood liberal douchebag get up there and talk about Trump being a racist and anybody voted for him's a racist, you're scum, you're horrible, F you. Still fascinating. Fascinating to watch the media lose their crap over Trump saying, hey, you are the enemy of the American people. What? And then, and then, and then, just to put a capper on this Daily Caller story, just to put a little capper on the whole CNN crew, talking about Trump being Hitler, they had an auction, okay? They had an auction, dozen or so pictures, whether it was Trump or President Obama, okay? And you could bid for the signed journalism photos. Zucker, president of CNN, placed $2,000 bids On two photos of Obama. Pictures on the site of his name, 
Again, this isn't some conspiracy website. This isn't some fake news site like the liberals try to claim anything on the right is. You can go to Daily Caller. And you can see it. You can watch the video of the CNN reporter talking about Trump being Hitler. And you can see the photos and Zucker's name on the two $2,000 bids. Yeah. CNN's not biased, right? CNN's just a bunch of straight news guys. That's all they are. Just straight news guys. So when that evil, evil Trump says the media, ABC, CNN, are enemies of the American people. Let's clutch our pearls and be distraught. And Chuck Todd, now remember, Chuck Todd yesterday tweeted about uh, it not being funny that Trump is delegitimizing the press. Today, Todd said, I would hope that our leaders would never believe that any American desires to make another American an enemy. Let's dial it back. This is coming from, again, the same network, the same network, That has Lawrence O'Donnell, Rachel Maddow, Al Sharpton, Joy Reid, Chris Matthews, Brian Williams, I remember months and months and months and months ago watching Rachel Maddow and Lawrence O'Donnell. Both shows, back to back, do segments comparing Trump to George Wallace. I mean, all MSNBC did, all Chuck Todd's network did, was try to paint Trump the enemy to the left. I mean, go through archives of Joy Reid's broadcasts. All you got to do is watch one. But to have more context, watch three or four of her shows. Go through the archives. Go on YouTube or wherever you can find it. And after you watch it, then, 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 tell me that she's not painting Trump 
as the enemy. To half the American people. More. But I say half because those of us on the right don't buy into this garbage. Ah, We don't buy into it. But it's amazing. So that was Chuck Todd today. So yesterday... He's talking about delegitimizing the press. Delegitimizing the press. Glenn Trust? Maggie Haberman? <laughs> I mean, Glenn Trust already delegitimized himself by emailing John Podesta an article giving John Podesta tutorial privileges and then calling himself a hack wouldn't you call that delegitimizing yourself I don't know maybe I'm a little maybe I'm a little effed up all right maybe I'm a little effed up but isn't that delegitimizing yourself? When Chuck Todd says, it's not funny. This is not funny. Let me get the exact, hold on. Let me get my exact Chuck Todd quote. This not laughing anymore. This not laughing matter. I'm sorry. Delegitimizing the press is un-American. That was Chuck Todd yesterday. Now, my question to you, the press and delegitimizing, okay? Don't you think, if, if, if you're part, if, if you're the press, don't you think you delegitimize yourself by giving a campaign manager editorial control of an article that you're working on and then telling that campaign manager that you are a hack. And somehow Chuck Todd, well, it's not somehow, because they know if they don't report on it, then the low-information voter isn't going to know about it. And so in turn, not with everybody, but with a good chunk of the American people, they're able to get away with it. But when Chuck Todd talks about delegitimizing the press, one has to look press themselves who have done that already. I mean, if you really, listen, CBS is John Dickerson, okay? Not for nothing. 
But John Dickerson basically said that today. He was talking to Hugh Hewitt. Now, I'm not a big fan of Hugh Hewitt, okay? Kind of think, <laughs> kind of think Hugh Hewitt's a dick. And he was a dick during the primaries. He was a never-Trumper. <laughs> not, not a, not a big, uh, not, not a big, not a big fan. But Dickerson was on Hewitt, and this is what Dickerson said. When Hugh Hewitt said, uh, let me see, uh, ba 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 ba, I agree with you, play absolutely right, focus, I propose the hill, ba ba ba, Hugh, yeah. When Hewitt said to John Dickerson, John Dickerson, that's the key, the public doesn't believe you people anymore. Dickerson said, well, here's the thing. So I don't, it's not my wish. I don't have any wishes. My point is, if you're going to make a case on honesty grounds or truthfulness grounds, if that's turf on which we're going to hold your press conference and open your press conference. So we're talking about veracity here and importance and necessity. And when it comes to veracity in your own backyard to a light, it completely seems it consists with the guard. Blah, blah, blah. So then Hewitt says, uh, well, he did make some incredible misstatements yesterday about, for example, Lars Victory, and I just played Jake Tabra, blah, blah, blah. So they're going back and forth. And Dickerson says, well, yes, I mean, yes, it's true. And it's not because of anything, obviously, Donald Trump did. The press did all that good work running its reputation, ruining its reputation on its own. And we could have a long conversation about what created that. Part of it, though, is what you mentioned about the local weather report, which is to say that a lot of hysterical coverage about every little last thing that doesn't warrant it. Having said it, it doesn't mean, in fact, it most explicitly does not mean that the press just throws out the standards. And then, of course, scumbag Hewitt goes, oh, agree. So I would say, okay, that Dickerson when he's talking about the press and saying, well, uh, the press did a good job of ruining its own reputation. I would say uh, that uh, he was referencing, and I'm just taking a shot at it, people like Glenn Truss, who are writing to John Podesta and saying to John Podesta, I'm a hack. I'm a hack. Take a look at my article. Go through my article. Tell me what you want me to take out, what you want me to leave in. And we'll go from there. I would say, <laughs> I, would, I would say that is delegitimizing yourself, sleepy eyes, Chuck Todd. I don't think Trump did that. So when Trump says the New York Times, 
and CBS and NBC, when he says they are the enemy of the people, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. When you read an article in the New York Times that Glenn Trust or Maggie Haberman have written, you can't believe that that article, that that quote-unquote news that they are giving you is legitimate, is real, and doesn't have a purpose that's not just, oh, I want to inform you. Uh, It's raining outside. It's 80-degree weather. And now Bob with the sports, Patriots won. So when you read an article by Glenn Thrust or Maggie Haberman, you got to know going into that article that they are trying They are trying to convince you of a certain perspective or a certain narrative. They are trying with the way they are reporting, convince you of something that somebody wants them to convince you of. So when Glenn Thrust, when he was at Politico, when he would write a story, or the particular story that he gave John Podesta editorial control over, that story was created by Glenn Thrust and John Podesta to create a narrative and to convince you the reader of that story to get on board with Hillary Clinton or to vote against Donald Trump. My friends, Donald Trump didn't delegitimize the press, as Chuck Todd said yesterday. That's the press delegitimizing themselves. When you go on CNN and Gloria Borsch has an article or you're watching a segment and Gloria Borsch comes on and starts talking to Wolf Blitzer, my sources tell me you can't believe what she's saying. You can't believe Dory she's telling you is the truth. Because she was already caught telling John Podesta, you're a TV star. Or Dana Bash, dancing with Wolf Blitzer, drinking champagne, delegitimized themselves. When Chuck Todd says... I would hope that our leaders would never believe that any American desires to make another American an enemy. Let's dial it back. Is ignoring all of these facts. 
He's ignoring all of the emails that show all the members of the press lunching, partying. What about Andrea Mitchell, Chuck Todd's, Chuck Todd's co-worker? Telling Colin Powell, oh, you guys got to figure out a way to stop Trump. Oh, he'll be a disaster for the Republicans. Now, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're, th- think about this, dissect this. If you're a Trump supporter, okay, and you just read what Andrea Mitchell did with Colin Powell. And you know that Andrea Mitchell is a reporter, is a journalist, is part of the press. And she's saying these things to Colin Powell. Wouldn't you take that as being the enemy? I mean, if we're putting politics strictly on a battlefield analogy, if you look at your opponent as the enemy, I mean, just put it in that perspective. Isn't she the enemy? Isn't she, isn't she the, she's part of the press and she's talking the way she's talking to Colin Powell about Trump. Wouldn't she be the enemy? It's real simple. It's just real simple. Wouldn't she be part of the enemy? Wouldn't Glenn Thrust be part of the enemy? Wouldn't Maggie Haberman be part of the enemy? Of course they would. Isn't Rachel Maddow part of the enemy? So for Chuck Todd to say, I would hope our leaders would never believe that any American desires to make another American an enemy. That's all MSNBC, and these members of the press. Now, do they want Trump? Do do they want Trump to go, hey, when when you talk about the dishonest media and and the enemy in the media, will you please make a distinction of who's honest and who's an enemy? Well, then somebody call up Jackoff Dorsey at Twitter and have him make a, a, a special exception to the President of the United States and give him more than uh, 120 characters or 160 characters, whatever it is. That way Trump could go, the enemy is the press. Uh, that involves CNN. And these individuals, by Nick, Stupid. It's just stupid. 
Okay? It's just stupid. It's stupid and it's bizarre how many people get sucked into this vortex of liberalism and media manipulation. It, it, it really is. It, it really is. It really is. Let me explain to you. The media, okay, are freaking out because they're losing. They're freaking out because they're losing. They are losing. They are losing this battle. Now, I didn't say they lost. I didn't say they lost. But they're losing. They've never had this type of pushback. Normally when the media says, this is what we're going to do. This is the social issue we're going to put forth. Or this is, uh, you know, a policy we're going to put forth. They don't get pushed back. Yeah, maybe some conservative talk shows on the radio will give them pushback. Or maybe a website or two. But they don't get the pushback. That's why all of a sudden you wake up and everybody wants to change the Washington Redskins name. I mean, I know this stuff doesn't happen overnight, but it seems like it. It seems like the stuff creeps up. Seems like all of a sudden, I'm going to identify as a woman. I'm going to identify as a man. I'm going to identify as a goat. I'm going to identify... What? Just it, it, it seems like it creeps up. But the media goes, okay... Here's how this this is what we're pushing. Being fat is now cool. If you say someone is fat, we're going to condemn you. If you're going to say somebody should lose weight, we're going to condemn you. If you say that it's unhealthy to be fat, we're going to condemn you. All of a sudden you go, how did this happen? And all of this stuff has happened in the last eight years. If you wear a certain Halloween costume, we're going to condemn you. So now all of a sudden, there's pushback. There's significant pushback. And the media doesn't know what to do. The Chuck Todds don't know what to do. The Hack Tappers don't know what to do. They've always been the ones that have been able to bully whoever they want. They're the ones that are used to going, 
uh, uh, yeah, Congressman, you're wrong there. Or, uh, yeah, whoever believes in whatever, you're wrong. You're, you're this, you're that. Well, now all of a sudden, they got pushback. They got pushback. And it's not just Trump, but Trump has enabled millions and millions and millions of people to push back. Now you don't have to say, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, we should change the name of the Washington Redskins to the Washington, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But now it's 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 pushback. So now when somebody goes, oh, I think this is so wrong. You could go, are you are you effing stupid? Now, like I said, I'm not saying that we won because there's nothing more powerful than the media. There's absolutely nothing more powerful than the media. Man, you're seeing that with going on with Trump. I remember this whole Michael Flynn thing, coordinated. Worse than Watergate, worse than Watergate, worse than Watergate. Iran-Contra, Iran-Contra, Iran-Contra. And yet, here we are. Nobody has provided any transcripts. Nobody's provided any proof. And all week it's been about a fake. And the media couldn't fathom when Trump said, well, the leaks are real, but it's fake news. And they go, well doesn't make sense. Donald Trump is a, it it just, well, no. Let me, let me try to explain it to you. Did Flynn have conversations with the Russian ambassador? Yes. That's a leak and that's real. But the fake news aspect is they talked about uh, lifting Russian sanctions Orchestrated by Trump, whole bunch of salacious stuff was talked up. That's the fake news part. So, yeah, the leak is real. But what the media is reporting that Flynn and Serge talked about is fake. Because as much as the media despises Trump, as much as Democrats despise Trump, as much as never-Trumpers like John McCain and Lindsey Graham despise Trump, if Flynn and Serge... We're having a conversation about lifting sanctions and him talking to Serge 
because Trump told them to. If the things that the media and the Democrats have alluded to were on that tape, if those things are really on that tape, we would have already heard them. We would have already read them. Because the media and the Democrats and never Trumpers want Trump out so effing bad. They're not going to hold back if they got information. If there is blackmail information, if there is, if there is anything, it's coming out. There is no, oh, we're just going to wait a little bit. Oh, we're just going to wait a little bit. And, and for this moment, we're going to then divulge the information. No. No. If there was a there there, it would already be out. there was a there, there, they'd already be out. Like I've said before, my joy, my, my excitement, the orgasm that I have three, four times a day is knowing that Hillary Clinton is not in the White House. The orgasm that I have Is knowing that Democrats are not in the White House. The orgasm that I have is knowing that different federal judges, that different uh, 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 positions in government are all going to be controlled. Anybody but Democrats. And I've said this on the show before. I don't care. Truthfully, if Trump tomorrow stood up and said, "Ah, I'm done. If he did a mic drop and went, I'm out of here. I did what everybody said I couldn't do. Deuces. I'm out. I don't care. I don't care. That's why I say. That if there is Surge and Michael Flynn on a tape talking about hookers and urination and Trump and Russian sanctions, it would already be out. Because the media, the Democrats, the progressives, they all know. They all know that the ball's already rolling. You can't stop the ball. Yeah, you could stop the person that's pushing the ball, but the ball's just going to keep rolling. Bowed out tomorrow. You got Mike Pence. Neil Gorsh is still going to be on the Supreme Court. And there's still going to be an opening between now and when the next election is. Republicans could still use the nuclear option with the Supreme Court. 
there's still going to be about 100 to 150 federal judgeships that need to be filled. And Harry Reid already set the standard that you just need 51 to get those judges seated. So if Trump bowed out tomorrow and you had Mike Pence, what do you think? All of a sudden, Mike Pence is going to fill those 140 judgeships with a bunch of liberal, bleeding heart douchebags that want to wear their sweaters during a 110-degree hot summer? Of course not. So I go back to my first statement. If there is a there there, if there is the smoking gun that's going to cement Trump in jail and his entire administration, it's already out. It would already be out there. It's kind of like during the primaries. When you kept hearing all of this crazy, oh, this is this and this and oh, there's this connection that it's coming up. No, it's it's not because ultimately, all of the never Trumpers and all the liberals, all the progressives, and all the media couldn't afford to have what actually happened. So if they had a smoking gun, they had a video of Trump. And two hookers peeing on each other. He would have already been out. If there is this massive Russian connection, it would already be out. You already have the deep state. You already have Obama and never Trumpers in the intelligence community that are leaking information like sieves. They are already doing everything in their power with their Glenn Thrusts and their Maggie Habermans to the hack tappers. They're already doing everything in their power. Don't you think if there was a smoking gun, it would already be out? Don't you think the smoking gun would already be out? Of course. Of course. Of course. It's Rob Zakari. It's a Rob Zakari show. Don't forget, guys, you can listen to us on iTunes. We're not going away yet. Relax. I know those of you who listen to this show regularly go, oh, that's when he's signing. No, I'm not signing off. Just relax. But don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on uh, uh, Spreaker. You can listen to us uh, on Blog Talk. You can listen to us on uh, most platforms except for terrestrial radio. But that eventually is coming. 
Okay? That's eventually is coming. So Milo was on Bill Maher tonight. I, I, of course, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm excited to see uh, the Milo Yakalakabakabis uh, interview with um, Bill Maher. Because remember, Jeremy Scahill was supposed to do the show, but he bowed out because he's a punk. He, he's, he's a punk. Most, listen, most liberals, most bleeding heart progressives are punks. They, they really are. They're, they, they, they're punks. Their policies suck. And their only argument is, you're a racist. You're a xenophobe. You're a Nazi. That, that's their argument. That's it. You're a homophobe. They love that. <laughs> they love that. They they love calling you a homophobe. Home, you're a homophobe. So Milo was on. I'm gonna watch it and we'll talk about it. Um, Monday, but uh. Definitely interested to see, because like I said before, when uh, Mar had um, um, when when Mar had that Tony Leone or Tony Lamar, they beat they beat the crap out of her, uh, and she's just not she's not very good in those situations because she's a um, a, a manufactured. Uh, conservative woman, cute conservative woman. She she's the man. She's not a Ann Coulter. That Tony Leone or whatever her name was. She's manufactured. So uh, she's cute. The blonde hair, the boobs, the whole thing. And of course, it's a it's a Glenn Beck. Creation and anything Glenn Beck touches is crap. I mean, he's just he's a disaster. He's sad, very sad, very sad. But she's manufactured, so she sits in a studio, talks to the camera, has a prepared speech, and then goes off and uh, does whatever she does. Now, I'm not putting her down. For that, I mean, she's got more viewers than me, more listeners than me, 100%. But it's manufactured. It's it's manufactured. Put her then in a room with a Bill Maher and other progressives. They eat her up. Even Trevor Noah gave her a little beat down. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Maher. But that's because she's manufactured. She doesn't believe it. She doesn't live it. It's a way to get famous. It's a way to make money. Now, by all accounts, I'm getting hit with emails right now. Milo 
was phenomenal tonight. That's what I'm being told. Milo was phenomenal. Milo was phenomenal. One of my people sent me a link. And, you know, the Daily Beast, they're scumbags. Daily Beast, biggest scumbags in the world. They got that Ashwan Mashman, that Asian kid, that, like, every other day, it's a story about Trump. That's it. And Olivia Nunzio, another scumbag. Two dirty, 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 filthy scumbags. Progressive scumbags. And that Olivia Nunzio was the one that worked for the uh, Wiener campaign and actually did shenanigans there to get famous. So the Daily Beast actually put out an article that says Bill Maher gets upstaged by Milo Yanapalabalabalabalas. I know I say his name wrong. I'm sorry. So for the Daily Beast to admit that Mar got upstaged by Milo? Ho-ho! Oh! And the guy who wrote the piece might be a bigger scumbag liberal douche than Ashwan Mashman and Olivia Nunzio. It's this Marlo Stern. Can't, I mean... It's tough to become a bigger douchebag, a-hole liberal than Ashwan and Olivia Nunzio, but Marlo Stern, mm, he, he beats him out. He beats him out. And he wrote the article that says Bill Maher gets upstaged by Milo on Real Time. The Real Time comedian hosted the racist Troll on his show. And it was very, very unsettling to watch. It was unsettling to watch because if you have an educated conservative, conservative, who knows the facts, will destroy a douchebag liberal every time. That's why it was unsettling to watch for Marlo, because they're used to that Tony Leone and people like her who are fake. So they go on Mar and they get destroyed. And then they all get excited. Yeah, yeah, we'll destroy the conservatives. Yeah, we destroy them. Yeah. But when you get somebody that knows, that knows their ass, they get destroyed. Now, I'm not a big fan of Ben Shapiro. I think Ben Shapiro is a little never Trump prick. But, but, he knows his ass and you'll never see him. On Bill Maher. You'll never see him on Bill Maher. He would eat Bill Maher. And the rest of the liberal douchebags. For lunch. Again. I'm not a fan. Of Shapiro. I despise him. 
He knows his ass. I'm not saying his ass I agree with all the time, but but he knows his ass. And I watched him do a college debate about a week or so ago where he was talking about trannies. I call them trannies. I call them she-males because that's what they are. And a girl said to him, you know, why are you uh, racist and homophobic? And, you know, all the, the typical stuff. And he said to the girl, he said, how old are you? And, of course, she snapped back because she thought it was going to be a smart-ass uh, response once she said she was 22 years old. So she goes, why? I've gotten too young. He goes, no, no, no. How old are you? She says, I'm 22, 23. He goes, well, can you identify as 60? And she went, "Uh, uh, uh." he goes, can you identify as 60? And she just, and I never heard it put that way. And I thought to myself, God damn. I never thought about that. I guess that's why you have uh, the uh, the college degree, and I'm just a jerk off here in Los Angeles on a on a, on a, on a radio show here. But I went, yeah, yeah. You, you can't identify as I can't go. Hey, I identify as 65, so I'd like to have my Social Security right now, and and. My senior citizen discount from Denny's. Can't do that. And if you can't do that, then why the hell should you be able to say, I identify as a woman. So now give me all of the rights that a woman has. Because I identify. So yeah, Mars not going to have a Shapiro on the show. Just like he's, you know, not going to have uh, Ann back. Yeah, he might have Ann because they, they have a, a little um, romance, to, some some old romance there. But, yeah, uh, Milo gave Bill, a, a I guess, a beating. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess they, he got a little beaten from Milo. And like I said, when uh, the Daily Beast does an article that says, yeah, Bill Maher uh, <laughs> got, uh, uh, got beat up a little, you know he got beat up a little. Marlo Stern. Ugh. Oh, I hate this Marlo Stern. I do with the Daily Beast. I feel like giving them a prayer right now. Those of you who are new to the show have never heard me do the prayer. Maybe I'll give the prayer. Do you want to hear the prayer? I'll give you the prayer. But no. Okay, I will. Real quick. uh, Please, uh, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, give cancer 
or aides to the writer for the Daily Beast, Marlo Stern. Please, please, I beg you of all that is holy inside you. Like you made it rain out here in California for the last four months straight, so we have no drought. Please give Marlo Stern AIDS along with cancer. He's a writer for the Daily Beast. I know I don't have to say he's a writer for the Daily Beast to you because you're God and you're all-knowing and all-powerful. And I think you have Twitter and you probably follow liberal douchebag websites so you can see what they're talking about. But just in case you don't have Twitter, maybe you have a flip phone. Maybe you, you, you can't get Twitter because you're not in that part of the technology yet because you're old. You're real old. You're, you're our Lord and Savior. Of course you're old. You're still working with a flip phone. Maybe you're working with a brick phone still. I don't know. I mean, it's presumptuous of me to think you have an iPhone 6 or 7 or 8. You might have a brick phone. Marlo Stern, he's a writer for the Daily Beast. He's an arrogant, pretentious, liberal, hipster douchebag. I would like you to give him AIDS and cancer. I would like you to give him both, like an AIDS, AIDS cancer. It would be cancer AIDS. Thank you, God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There. There was my prayer for Marlo Stern. I think I, I think I turned people. I think we lost audience members there. <laughs> I think we lost. I think we lost audience members there. I, I think I think I had people that went, he's praying that a reporter aids. This is horrible. I know. Anyways, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. You guys have been great. Listen to me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Anyways, listen. Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Follow us at all these places. You guys, Monday, you've been great. We had a great week of shows, didn't we? And then we have a great week of shows. Would you agree we had a great week of shows? Or are you going to say no? This week, the, the shows sucked this week. What, what? What? Did we have a good week? No, Rob, they sucked. Well, f you. All right. If you thought the show sucked this week, f you and i will throw in throw in next week we will be on facebook live that's what i'm officially being told we'll be on facebook live okay (laughs) we'll be on facebook live oh god 
Does anybody ever uh, uh, listen to D.L. Hewley anymore? I was sitting here seeing a uh, <laughs> seeing a thing that said uh, D.L. Hewley uh, on uh, Whoopi Goldberg. I was like, did, did anybody listen to him anymore? Do they? I don't know. It's horrible. Horrible. Anyways, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. Listen to me, guys. Don't forget, we'll be back Monday, 7 p.m. That's the time our show is on. And we're going to talk about Milo on Bill Maher, which, again, I hear he did phenomenal. Uh, Talk about... uh, well, you know there'll be something going on on the Sunday shows. You know that. So there'll be some new controversy. Uh, we'll talk about Saturday Night Live. We haven't talked about uh, last week's Saturday Night Live. I watched uh, or read an article. I don't know if it was New York Times or the Daily Beast, one of these things. And they said, will, the, you know, will Saturday Night Live bring down the Trump administration. I'm thinking to myself, how, how, how and why? How is this going to happen? Why is this? Go- how, what? Oh, well, they, they, they destroy Sean Spicer. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, I get it. If the character was Dana Carvey as uh as old man Bush going, not going to do it. And, and being perceived as this really weak, ineffective president. But they have Sean Spicer as a, as a raving, lunatic a-hole. They have, I, I don't get how they're going to bring down the Trump administration by portraying Sean Spicer as just a lunatic. I I, I don't get it. Oh, 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 I forgot. The unnamed sources. The unnamed sources say that Donald Trump is very upset because a woman is playing Sean Spicer. Oh, unnamed sources. I get it. I, see, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, and I don't buy into the whole destroying the Trump administration. I, I just. I just don't believe it. Don't believe it. I don't. I I just don't believe it, because I think Spicer looks pretty pretty good uh, with this motorized. I I I, I just the end up they have Glenn Thross portrayed looking like a dweeby jerk off. I just I don't see it. But we'll talk about that next week. What else do we talk about? We got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, guys? <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about. So just be here. 
7 p.m., and we'll have Facebook set up also. You guys are the best. See you guys then later.